So one of the things that we, that we do here um, is we give space for other people. We give space for other people to minister in all different kinds of ways because that's part of our growth, amen? We're not just meant to be in a classroom where we just receive a lot of information because some things are more caught than they are taught. Yep. Come on. Yes. So we have got M&M this morning. As I said last week, we've got uh, Matt. He's going to share first. And then we've got May. He'll be supercharged and ready to go. Before they come, I just want to share this verse of scripture with you that the Lord gave me in worship. Because we are, this is in, we are in this time right now. And I want you to understand that we are in this time right now. Okay? It's not tomorrow. It's not next month. It's not next year. It's right now. Paul um, Paul is speaking to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1. And he says to Timothy, he says, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And now I am convinced that it is in you also. Isn't that a beautiful picture about how the church should be? Family, one generation passing on to the next. What a beautiful picture that is. Then it says in verse 6, Therefore, I remind you to fan in to flame the gift of God that is in you through the laying of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Other versions would say, Therefore, I remind you to rekindle. And I really feel in my spirit that there's people, some people may not understand the gift that you have received yet. And if you don't, I encourage you to get amongst us because God will birth something in you and bring it forth. For those people that know what those gifts are, some of you may be using them, but God is saying there is more. Other people may have put them on the shelf for a season and God is saying rekindle them. Because we are heading into a time right now where the gifts of God will be manifested in and through people more and more and more and more and more. You will not have to wait to a a Sunday to get a miracle because you will see that miracle during the week. And Sundays will be full of more and more testimonies. If if Heather was here, I'd get Heather to share today, but she's not here, is she? So I'm not going to steal her testimony. I'm going to allow that. But, but, but 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 it is a point of saying that you carry the anointing, that you carry the grace, uh, the grace, and you are called to minister, that God has placed a deposit in you, and now is the time to start to put it to use. And if it needs to be rekindled, well then rekindle it. If it's been put on the shelf, we'll pick it up off the shelf. If someone told you from another church fellowship or something else that you can't do that, we'll come here and we'll pray for you. Because the body is called to minister to one another. And every single person has a part to play. Amen. So Lord, we want to thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear. You have not given us a a spirit of fear of man. You have not given us a spirit of fear to anything. But Lord, that you have given us power and you've given us love and you've given us a sound mind. And so God, we just pray today that there will be a continual stirring in our hearts. The stirring in each and every one's heart. God, that we would rise up and be all that you called us to be for your glory and for your kingdom. Amen? Amen. Amen.
Okay, where's, um, oh, there he is. There's Matt. Come on, Matt. And then after Matt, we'll have May, and this is going to be awesome. Just remember the microphone technique. Not there, but there. Thank you. Okay. Um, it's interesting the way the morning went because um, I'm going to share about some of that stuff, some of that stuff. Um, so a few weeks ago, um, I don't know, it was probably five or six weeks ago, I was really overwhelmed with the, the goings-on in the world. So you look around, if you look at the TV... Just got to turn that thing off. But if you look around and you can see, you know, you can see the state of the world. I mean, evil isn't even hiding anymore. It's out in plain sight. So I looked around to everyone <laughs> that was close to me for help. I tried to talk to them about it, but, um, you know, I didn't really find any, anything that satisfied what I needed to hear. So I was driving along in my car and I just dropped the kids at school and I was on my way into the hub and this verse of scripture was just recited to me in my mind um, and I knew that I'd seen it before so I looked it up and it was Galatians 2... Uh, verse 20 and it's and before the, the verse came up I felt like God said to me Matt what are you afraid of because fear was the issue I think and then this verse just was recited and it said I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And it was like a light bulb went on and it just reminded me of who God is and who I am as a son. So I'm wearing my hat today to, to be out the front here. Because it says hope. Um, our hope is in Jesus. That's the answer for the world. It's Jesus. So we need to stand up and proclaim Jesus. We need to tell them what Jesus did for all of us. So that sort of started me on a bit of a journey. So I started looking in... I started reading Acts. I thought, well, I'm going to read Acts because... You know, those guys, they knew Jesus and then Jesus died and suddenly he's gone and they're like, okay, what are we going to do now? So Jesus told them to wait until the Holy Spirit came. So it, I started reading Acts and I got stuck on a verse, which is probably a weird verse, because I, I looked up commentaries and I was looking at all these things, trying to figure out 
you know, what other people think of it. <laughs> Which got me in trouble before, didn't it? With fear. But no, there was, wasn't really anything about it. It's kind of an insignificant kind of verse. But it's not insignificant, but it's like something that they no one really concentrates on. So it's Acts uh, 2, verse 43. This one really st- stuck out to me and I was sort of studying Acts every night and I was highlighting in my Bible everything that meant something, you know, I thought meant something. So I got stuck in this verse and I kept reading the chapter before, the chapter after, and I just couldn't get past it. And the verse is, Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, before that... Um, Peter had just given, you know, he just told off everybody about what they did to Jesus. So, verse 38 says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because after he told them off, they all said to him, you know, they were cut to the heart and they said, what shall we do? And what was the answer? Jesus. So I looked up that verse 43 and some of the versions say, then awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. So what would that look like? What would that look like for awe to come across every soul? And then just after that, they sold all their possessions and they divided them up. So something happened to them. And it was Jesus. And the Lord... I'm just reading the verse. There's 3,000 came to him. The Lord brought them to him in that one day. Not Peter. Peter just opened his mouth and said what the Holy Spirit told him to say. But the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So I think we put so much pressure on ourselves and we are doing nothing except obeying what the Holy Spirit says. So, like I wear this shirt around as well, it says eternity. Because eternity is what we should be all concentrating on. Because this world is dodgy. That's a good word. So, <laughs> anyway, so um, what I really wanted to talk about was the fact that every person has a choice. You know, as we walk out this, this walk that we have with Jesus, we have a choice to, you know, obey him or we have a choice to, you know, ignore him. So sometimes, you know, we'll feel a prompting to go and say, talk to that person or go and buy something for that person or go and visit that person. But we kind of go, oh, no, I'm a bit busy and someone else might do it. But I've really been encouraged because I think I've talked to everyone here about that man that ran into me in town. And I prayed for him and... 
I didn't really know much more. And then I saw him again when I got my chocolate milk. And, um, you know, he had had so much healing in his body. And I didn't really know if he knew Jesus. Um, I hadn't really asked him, you know, outright. And I, I walked away and thought, did I do enough? Did I do enough? But then, then the Holy Spirit said to me, you just did what I asked. And that made me feel better because that's all we can do. So then I happened to see Mel, um, who comes to the church here. And she had run into a man. And it was the same man. And she didn't know that this was the same man. It was only through a conversation with May that it came out. And May said, oh, I think that's the bloke Matt was talking about. So Mel felt prompted to go and talk to him as well. And when she talked to him, she asked him, you know, about himself and... He told her that um, a chaplain had prayed for him. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I had my chaplain shirt on when I was when he ran into me, so I had to behave. Um, but he, so she t- she asked him about that, and he said, "Yeah, I t- this chaplain fella prayed for me, and I'm going better. I'm going well." Um, and then she asked him if he knew Jesus, because that's what the Holy Spirit prompted her to say. And he started weeping. And he said, yes. So the Holy Spirit's the best evangelist around. <laughs> so because Mel obeyed her Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in her telling her what to do, um, this man now is in the kingdom. So that kind of led me to Ezekiel. Because I think as we, um, as we journey, we've got to journey together. And we've got to take each other with us. Right? We've got to obey the Holy Spirit. And because, you know, you might do a small act and you don't know the outcome, the Holy Spirit sends someone else who finishes the job that you started. And we each do that. There's people here that do all sorts of little things for all sorts of people. And I think the danger is we can compare ourselves and say, well, I don't do big things. I only do little things. But you know what? Those little things is what God's looking for because that's how the big things happen. I mean, God can move in big ways, but he can also move through people doing little things. Each different person doing a little thing. And I really, you know, our testimonies are really worth more than we give them credit for. Because in those early days, I often think about the disciples and I think, well, what would they have had? Because they don't have this Bible. You know, they had training in the, the Old Testament, some of it. And they knew some of the scriptures and they knew where to find the scriptures, you know, in the synagogue. But what else did they really have other than the fact that they knew Jesus? They had their testimonies. 
They had testimonies of what Jesus had done when they were with them, when he was with them. But then after he died, what else did they have then? You know, then they started to have testimonies of what Jesus was doing everywhere they went. And signs and wonders were following them everywhere they went. The awe of God was coming across everyone. And they were seeing signs and wonders every single place they went. And that's encouraging. So I was reading Ezekiel 47. And it's a bit about the water, like Tim's been talking about today. The river that flows from the temple. So, you know, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But collectively, together, we are also the temple temple of God where does the water flow from us so God flows out through us so I was reading Ezekiel 47 and I just want to read it to you a portion of the chapter because I think it's important to get the whole picture so Ezekiel's getting shown around the temple basically um, up to here so it says then he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And then the man went out to the east with the line in his hand. He measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters to, through the waters. The water came to my ankles and he measured 1,000 cu- <coughs> measured 1,000 cubits and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Now, out of that little passage, the bits that really struck me, it says, he brought me through the waters. It didn't say he took me to the water and showed me. It says, he brought me through the waters. And that seems like a bit of a picture of how we're supposed to journey with God. So I keep reading. It says, he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there, along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, This water flows towards the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. Now, isn't that a picture? Everywhere the rivers go will live. How does the river go? Because we go. God's love, yeah, it was amazing. 
And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. So because we go there, there's life. Because God goes with us, obviously. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from En Gedi to En Eglame. They will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Now that is awesome. That's an awesome picture. So I just want to leave you with that. With that picture in your in your mind. So testimonies. We shouldn't be afraid of our testimony. Because that's how God works. When we tell other people about what God did for us. So I'll hand over to May and she can correct everything I said. <laughs> oh, we had a joke earlier. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome is that? I love testimonies. That's so good. And who knows that God wants to take us deeper. He wants to take us deeper and deeper. I want to share a scripture that uh, is a favourite of, one of my, uh, my husband's favourites. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all with open faces, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So what does that mean? So I'm going to unpack it. And... Um, so we'll have a look at uh, what it means with open faces. So the Greek word means to unveil, uncover, disclose. And when I wear my hat, I can't see you, but more importantly, you can't see me. But God wants us to come with open faces, open hearts before him. So... Um, this chapter is talking about transformation of the mind, transform, change from the old to the new. This is an ongoing transformation that takes place through the Holy Spirit, if we are willing. This is not just a once-off, this is an ongoing situation as we surrender to Jesus. We are not designed for a life of um, stagnation, or, um, or regression, until the day we die and go to heaven, God is, is moving in our lives. He's working in our lives. Um, I'd like to go back to the verse again, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. And um, we come to Jesus with open faces 
and see Jesus as in a glass and you know if you put a glass in front of you it's 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 a bit blurry you can't see clearly but the more we look at Jesus the more we gaze on him the more we spend time with him we begin to see him more clearly but we begin to hear him also more clearly and so we become more like him you know what it's like when someone um you you know when someone has been with someone else you go ah you've been you've been hanging around that person <laughs> um i remember when my grandson was two years old and um, trev was walking along and um, he had his hands behind his back and um, the two-year-old grandson was walking with his hands behind his back as well i've got a dear friend that i do a lot of prayer with and um and she's actually out there so i can talk about it <laughs> but um we spend a lot of time together in prayer and she has this mannerism that she puts her head down to listen to the holy spirit and she says lord and i've started doing that now too that's because i've been hanging around her i spent time with her so you know we pick up little things the more you spend time with jesus the more you begin to think like him the more you begin to hear him you become more like him you become uh, the image of him and the verse goes on but we all with open faces beholding as in a glass the glory of the lord are changed into the same image this takes place as we behold jesus we become more like him um, as we spend time with him so my question is what are you spending time to reflect on what is your focus what are you focusing on so how do we focus on jesus one of the ways is praying praying is just you know i'm talk to kathy kathy listens and then i and then kathy speaks and then i listen and then sometimes we both get excited and both talk <laughs> but there is that interaction that takes place it's just sitting with the lord and talking with him psalms is a great one to to read as you see how david was real with god he really expressed his heart yes jesus knows already what's going on but it's relationship you're building a relationship with jesus come friday nights to the prayer meetings at the hub at 7 15 and you get to hear people praying it's wonderful to hang out with other people and and listen you you actually um you actually um, um pick up from others you learn from others as you spend time with those ones so come and sit and listen to the prayers on friday night um, worship worship is so good because um, it changes the atmosphere so um, music can be um, can change the atmosphere but it can affect you emotionally as well um, I remember when I was in my teenage years um, worship I, I was listening to some music that was um, it actually made me cry and I was depressed it wasn't worship um, it was it, it was just a secular um, musician and it used to make me cry and it actually made me depressed so I stopped listening to it actually caused me to um, fall into depression because it was so negative and so um, music is very powerful you can go to solomon islands you go to fiji you go wherever 
and there is music going on that is, that is worldwide. They're listening to worldwide music. And so um, music is so powerful. And if you're going through some stuff in your home, you feel a heaviness, you feel an attack, you feel there's some stuff going on, just put some worship music on. You don't have to even have it loud. Just put it on really quietly. It changes the atmosphere. There's many times when, you know, I ha I've been struggling with something, we're, we're battling something, and, um, and I've just gone into warfare worship. There's awesome warfare worship that you can go into. Just get into that. Soaking. Soaking is another thing. That's just sitting before the Lord with worship and just focusing in on him. Come Monday night, this, this Monday night, um, there's an hour of um, women's hour of power at the hub at 5.30 to 6.30. Come and soak. Come and sit and soak and learn what soaking is about. It's a time of just sitting with the Lord and focusing on, on him. And, um, and, you know, God speaks through those times. As you, as you sit, you know, it says, be still and know that I am Lord. And then read the word. Start with John. If you don't know Jesus, start with John, the book of John. Awesome. The more difficult your situation is, the dri let the driver, let that be the driver that drives you to Jesus. That's, that sends you before, his, before him at his feet, sit at his feet. Let that be the driver that takes you to him. I want to um, just a quote from Smith Wigglesworth, a healing minister uh, from the early 1900s saw thousands of people healed and many um, um, uh, people raised from the dead. He said... God has privileged us in Christ Jesus to live above the ordinary human plane of life. Those who want to be ordinary and live on a lower plane can do so. But as for me, I will not. Can I ha have an amen to that? Hey, we want to go higher. We want to go deeper. We want to go deeper in that river that uh, Matt was just reading from. So the next verse goes, going from glory to glory. Chapter 3 speaks of the glory of the old covenant, which was law. I grew up in law. I know what law looks like. I grew up in a church that um, kept uh, the Sabbath, sunset to sunset, no shopping on that day. You prepared all your meals beforehand. We kept um, unleavened bread. We kept Passover. We kept um, Feast of Tabernacles. We kept um, Day of Atonement. We kept um, trumpets. And uh, Pentecost as well. But, and we also had uh, regulations of how we dressed and what we ate as well. And my mum's last, in her last days, she said to me, I wonder if I've made it. It was all based on works. We were responsible for our salvation through works. Then I met Jesus and he set me free. Woo! Oh, we came into the new covenant, the gospel of grace, of forgiveness and life. We have access to the supernatural ways of God. Jesus wants to make an exchange with you today 
from the old to the new. He wants us to walk a glorious and victorious life. And as we behold him, we begin to shine. I love this, this um, scripture I'm going to read you now from Proverbs 4.18. It says, The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, ha, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. So as the morning sun gets brighter and brighter, so your life as the righteous ones of God is designed by God to move from glory to glory, from one degree of brightness to a higher level. I'd like to just read another translation from uh, in 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image, with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is a spirit. I just want to read from this little magazine. Whoops. And I have to put my glasses on because I can't see it. And it starts off with, It is time to expect and experience more and more of the glory of God. Once you have really tasted of and have been touched by God's glory, you will be addicted to the glory and you will be spoiled for life or rather spoiled for good. When we are addicted to God, we will not want to live life without him. This sort of spiritual addiction is the most beneficial kind. It causes you to yearn for him. When it comes to... Um, moving into the deeper dimensions of the glory of God, a ho-hum attitude and a feeble half-hearted effort will not do. If the going gets tough, will you press through or quit? The zealous and spiritually passionate make their home in the realm of the Holy of Holies. It is a passion to be one with him that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The pearl of great price is our lovely Jesus and a place of deep intimacy with him. So I'd just like to pray as I close here. Help us, Holy Spirit, to open our eyes to see those parts of our lives that need to be transformed. We make an exchange with you. So if there is anything in your life, if there is anything that is blocking you from truly moving forward, whether it's fear, whatever it is, just picture yourself handing it over to Jesus and he will give you something in response. And you can ask him, what is it that you're giving to me right now? Change us, Lord, so that our present season of our lives can become glorious. Thank you, Jesus, that you see our heart and willingness to be transformed, preparing us to go from glory to glory, a witness of your love and grace. Thank you, Jesus.
God is encouraging us on in him, in our relationship with him, yep, and in everything that he has for us, amen. As I was sitting there before, I also had a word, um, there's someone here today that, that needs their heart healed. Um, I wasn't thinking um, physically, but we'll go after that as well. But I was sensing um, emotionally that there's some wounds that you've been carrying that God wants to heal you of today. So we're going to worship with the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, which is a good song. In the light of His glory and grace, the things of the world grow strangely dim. But if you need ministry today in terms of uh, if that speaks to you about the healing of your heart, then I encourage you to come forward. If anything that has happened today um, has spoken to you, is in the need to step out for Jesus, if there's been a stirring that you're going, you know what, I'm actually not being obedient to the Lord, you know, then today is the day that we'll pray for you. Because today is a day where we do not give in to fear because we know that God has given us power, love and a sound mind. Today is a day where we allow the Holy Spirit to fan into flame those gifts in us more and more. And we step forward more and more, amen. Because He's asking us to follow Him, to see this region be transformed. Amen. And I realized yesterday, as I was speaking to someone else, that the region's actually bigger than I thought it was. I think God's got a bigger vision of a bigger region. That He is rising, raising people up across this region. And He's bringing them together for such a time as this. So let's worship. And if you need to respond to Jesus today, if you need a touch of the Holy Spirit, then I encourage you to come and we'll pray for you. People will pray for you.